Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show. You know what that sound means. It's time to win your TSO tickets. Trans-Siberian Orchestra at Mohegan Sun Arena. We're going to take caller number 20. Caller number 20. So uh, 570-883-0098. Be caller number 20 and you'll win yourself a pair of tickets to see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra at the Mohegan Sun Arena. Thursday, December 21st at 2.30. Again, we'll be giving away tickets each day this week. But this will be your last chance to win those tickets. If you don't win tickets, you can always find details at wilknewsradio.com and uh, purchase your tickets. A dollar from every ticket sold benefits Fork Over Love. You can check out what they do over at forkoverlove.org. But uh, good luck to all the callers today. Hopefully uh, you know, we get a winner that... Doesn't take too long for Jake being caller number 20. Uh, moving on, just checking some updates from uh, the Las Vegas, Nevada active shooter. Uh, they are still clearing buildings. The entire area is still on lockdown just because they found one suspect deceased or who is now deceased. It's unknown how. It doesn't mean they're going to continue to look and clear other buildings. There was some chatter on social media about a possible second shooter. I've seen nothing from law enforcement or official means that confirms that. But always in these situations, just because you find someone doesn't mean they continue to clear the entire area. They continue the investigation. How many weapons did the individual have? Do they have shell casings from different types of weapons? Who discharge weapons? Do we need to look for someone else? Are we clearing every building? We have to find people who may be sheltering in place and hiding to tell them they're okay now. So that's what happens in these situations. So the entire area is still on lockdown. There are confirmed transports to the hospital for victims. Uh, again, a number uh, we do not have at this point. And be careful, you know, on especially social media. I've seen all sorts of nonsense. Every time one of these things happen, you have the trolls on social media posting pictures of a alleged shooter, which it's it's interesting because it's the same, sometimes the same pictures each time. And I've seen the picture that they're posting now at least three or four other times for three or four other shootings. So it's total nonsense. So be careful uh, what you follow out there. I'm monitoring the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department feed directly. So if they have any official update, I'll let you know. I'm also monitoring the university itself, social media, and their alerts. So I'll let you know if there's any updates there as well. It appears that uh, police will be holding a press conference at around 1.20 their time. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Did you see the she she uh, by she I mean Randy Weingarten, who is the uh, president of the second largest teachers union in America? She just decides to either forget about history, forget that there's an internet, or just a totally oblivious. That if she thinks she says things enough times, people, especially parents, will believe them. And um, this was uh, Randy Weingarten lies, lies, and lies again about closing schools during COVID. And this was in response to the results from the latest international assessment that show a 13-point drop in U.S. math scores from 2018 to 2022. And the president of the second largest teachers union is using it as another opportunity to gaslight the public about her role 
in COVID-era school closures. Randy Weingart, America's Federation, American Federation of Teachers president, took to X, formerly Twitter, to repeat the lie that the teachers' unions worked hard to reopen U.S. schools for safe in-person learning beginning back in April 2020. Truly Orwellian. Truly Orwellian. And again, this is this isn't a dig at teachers. I, I know the work that a lot of you teachers did. This is directed at the president of the second largest teachers union who was on social media, threatened lawsuits, and it, it gets into that. But, um, you know, she ended up turning off comments to her post in an attempt to avoid the public backlash. In other words, she closed her replies like she closed the schools. Her attempt to avoid public accountability didn't work, though, because it was a firestorm. And it was slapped with a community note fact-checking her on uh, post calling out her revisionist history. Her union threatened, and her specifically, threatened safety strikes in 2020 and successfully lobbied the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to make it more difficult to reopen schools in person. The union lobbying worked. In at least two instances, the union's suggestions made it to the CDC guidance nearly verbatim. This has all been proven in the congressional reports afterwards that the guidance that the teachers' union sent the CDC, the ones who have the scientific background to be dealing with a pandemic, and it was verbatim what they were requesting. The CDC wasn't following the science. It was following political science. (laughs) Randy Weingarten called the president's plan to reopen schools reckless, callous, and cruel during multiple interviews. Chicago teachers' unions played a founding role in Weingarten's union and is still one of her local affiliates. CTU deleted its post, and again, the internet is forever, so don't forget that, claiming the push to reopen schools is rooted in sexism, racism, and misogyny. And one of its board members was caught vacationing in Puerto Rico in person while still rallying against going back to in-person schooling. Remember that? Remember when that news broke? It's uh, fear-mongering knew no bounds. CTU shared an interpretive dance video protesting reopened schools in 2021. CTU used, uh, and this is the, the Chicago's Teachers Union, uh, main affiliate that Randy Weingarten likes to see herself with. And use often use COVID-19 as, a, as an excuse to strike again in 2022 in places like Union Controlled Chicago. Two weeks to slow the spread turned into two years to flatten a generation. And we have uh, John from Hanover Township won those Trans-Siberian Orchestra tickets. So I, uh, congratulations, John. Thank you all our listeners and callers for checking in with us. And uh, we're going to do it again tomorrow and again on Friday. So you have two more chances to win. This will be your final chances to win these tickets for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra of Mohegan Sun Arena. Thursday, December 21st at 2.30. So congratulations, John, from Hanover Township. Another local affiliate of Wine Gardens, AFT, the United Teachers of Los Angeles, included ridiculous political demands that had nothing to do with the safety in its report on reopening schools. Its report on reopening schools called for Medicare for All wealth taxes, and charter school bans.
That was all, that was demands to go back to school to in-person learning. And then we wonder why, three years later, test scores dropped 13 points in math in the U.S. as a whole from 2018 to 2022. What do you think was going to happen? What do you think was going to happen? But again, it's just it, it it's astounding that the president of the second largest teachers union in the nation forgets there's an internet, forgets that every parent knows exactly the stance they took, knows the steps they took. Thanks to congressional hearings, we saw the behind-the-scenes meetings between members of the teachers' union and members of our scientific community to decide how things should work. And in the end, who was failed? Our students were failed. A generation is behind. And that doesn't even get into the milestones, the graduations, the proms, the formals, the sporting events, the final seasons, senior seasons that were all impacted by, by a pandemic that by no account their fault, but demanding a ban on charter schools, Medicare for all. And, and what was the other ridiculous uh, stance that they, they had? A wealth tax. And that was from the Los Angeles Teachers Union, United Federation of Teachers in Los Angeles. Unbelievable. And, uh, you know, obviously nothing's held accountable, the facts that these things happened. But now, in hindsight, seeing this, instead of remaining quiet and wanting to fly under the radar with something like this, Randy Weingarten, the president of the AFT, Brings attention back to her entire union again. Brings this entire subject up. We wouldn't be talking about this if she didn't open her big mouth. If she just tried to fly under the radar and said, hey, yeah, we kind of screwed up for this whole thing. Maybe we'll just say, hey, these are the things we're doing to correct this. Let's focus on that. But instead goes right out and uh, talks about how the unions worked hard to reopen U.S. schools for a safe in-person learning beginning back in April of 2020. No, it's really not what you did. Not at all. Parents know it. Students definitely know it. And their score results absolutely know it. And again, it's uh, truly Orwellian is probably the best word that I can use that these types of things are forgotten. Got Nikki Stone coming into studio. We're going to do some mic checks here. All right, does this one work? Oh, it does. Test one, test Look two. Should we try this one too then? We can try that one too. All right, Jake, how about this one? This one. I think it's Yeah, uh, no, wow. they're both working. Wow. Thank you. Don't, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. They work right now. That, yeah, today. Today. Okay. But well, then, something was tuned with them. So it wasn't Jake's fault. It wasn't anyone. It was a, an equipment setting that has nothing to do with anyone. But the microphones. I like when people text in and said Nikki, like they. I think I Nikki run my own it. board. Nikki did it. It's all my fault. But Jake's then Jake is always Jake's fault. When in doubt, refer to Jake. Jake, you see who's blaming you, right? Uh, no, no. See, you know I love you, Jake. That's why he pours soda on the board when you're on, not me. 
It's uh, 422 here at WILK. It's time it, for traffic. You know who he told me the sponsor of the traffic was? Oh, never mind. I can't say that out loud on the air. He's having problems with the computer today, though. Oh. I will tell you. This traffic update is brought to you Do by. We have to get the bat with the bob wire? Yeah, probably. Uh, this Penteladata internet traffic update. Uh, we have 84 westbound, mile marker 3. They're doing that emergency. Pothole repair, that is still in disarray. Does this, does this sound like it's muffled now? Yeah, like, okay. I have, like, Jake, I don't have the controls on hot. <laughs> nope. Do we even have hot oh, controls? That's weird. You know what? I think that there's demons that are doing this. Was that because I talked into the mic? I was like, I don't know. I go to that one now. Let's try this one again. Hello? All right, this one sounds better. Uh. Is it about the same? Weird. Should I go over to the other one and see? They worked good for about weird. 30 seconds. <laughs> see, I told you. And I don't think I was, like, talking into – I like how somebody said, oh, you're talking into the mic wrong. Uh, Jake's doing it on purpose uh, just to mess with you. I don't think – are you, Jake? No, I, he wouldn't do that. Oh, of course, we, we discussed this after the engineer leaves. All right, where was I? Emergency pothole repairs on 84 westbound, mile marker 3. That is still jamming things up, my friends. Uh, they were doing some road work on 315. Did you notice that? They have the right lane closed both sides of Route 315 by the Walmart and the Pilot. But one side of the road they're actually doing some work on. The other side, I have no idea. That's just closed for no apparent reason. Uh, other than that, we have no major problems. We just have, you know, very heavy traffic on Jefferson Avenue, Scranton, Kaiser Ave, looks bumper to bumper, Broad Street in Hazleton. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. This mic works. Yeah. This is the one people wish didn't work, though. <laughs> oh. Here's the story. <laughs> la, 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 la. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, cloudy, light snow showers possible, low 28. Thursday, mostly cloudy, a few light showers, high 38. Friday, partly sunny and warmer, high 50. Saturday, partly sunny and warmer, high 54. Sunday, mostly cloudy with rain likely, warm and breezy, high 58. It's currently 33 degrees and cloudy outside at 425, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 428, 33 degrees and cloudy outside. Again, congratulations to John from Hanover Township for winning those Trans-Siberian Orchestra tickets today. Again, we'll do it tomorrow and Friday so you have other chances to win. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Get involved with the conversation. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Greg from Scranton. Greg, how are you today? I'm doing okay. How are you? Good. I want to talk to you about, I want to ask you, since when did the Republican Party uh, decide that's going to aid and abet a domestic terrorist? Why, are, why is Mike Johnson making the, the decision to blur out the faces of people who were caught illegally inside the Capitol building on January 6th? Is that what he said? Yes. He's blurring, he's going to release the video, but blur all the faces of people inside the Capitol building. I don't believe he said inside the Capitol building. I said he he said he was going to blur faces on the video. On the video inside the Capitol building. That's what you're, you're adding, Greg. You're, you're adding inside the Capitol building. Well, where where are you going to get forty thousand hours of surveillance video outside the Capitol? There was no, nothing the happened. Out, nothing on, happened. Out, nothing happened outside. Oh, lots of things happened outside. 
Okay, well, you're B- body cam, body camera you're... footage, and everything else. And oh, sh- sure, sure, but he specifically said forty thousand hours of uh, of surveillance video. He said surveillance video. That's inside the Capitol building. No, no, it's it's not. Again, you're you're adding that it's not. It's the video in total which includes outside. There are exterior cameras. As a matter of fact, there's probably more exterior cameras and more body camera footage than there is inside. Can I, okay, let's, say, let's, say, let's say even say it's outside the Capitol. The, those, the, the, the Capitol was uh, sectioned off so no one could go on the Capitol steps. They broke through those barriers. Why are we still... They broke they broke trespassing laws at the very minimum. Well, that's not uh, that's we... not that's not totally. Some people broke through the barriers, but actually, an appellate court yesterday said that it needs to go back to the lower court because some of the barricades were already gone when other people arrived there and entered, thinking it was open. Dude, come on. We all saw that. We all saw the newscast on January sixth. Yeah, and a thousand people we have been arrested. The... A thousand people have been arrested and charged. I'm telling you that an appellate court yesterday so said that. So that things need so to far. go. What? So far, only a thousand people. So far, they're still looking for people. They're still. They still have tape. They're trying to identify people. They're not. They're not stopping at a thousand people. They're still trying to find people and identify people to this very day. Who was in the, in that Capitol and on those steps? And the Capitol Police doesn't have access to these videos that where he's talking about. Sure they do. And, and the prosecutors really and the prosecutors have access to Why all this it? and the prosecutors okay. have access to all this video Why? as well. So any Why? video Why any it? video that the speaker is putting out has already been seen by prosecutors and the police. Okay, then why edit it? Because he's not going to put innocent people's faces out to the public. Okay, how many times do, do police officers uh, put people's mugshots that hopefully get, get get acquitted by a jury? There's there's a difference between it being a, there's a there's a difference between being acquitted by a jury and being arrested and tried. Yes, when someone Every is arrested, title. someone is arrested. How come Donald Trump's mugshot is out? He hasn't been convicted. It's not blurred, is it? No, you just said it should be. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just asking you. You I'm just said, what you. about people who have been arrested and acquitted by a judge? Their mug shots are already out there. Yeah. Shouldn't it be blurred? That's what you before, said. Before, before they are even tried, those mug shots are plastered on. on but that goes for everybody. Go that goes When you're arrested, exactly. your mug shot is public record. Exactly. All right, this well, is these, people haven't, these people haven't been arrested. They're part of a surveillance video. You don't think there's innocent people anywhere on, the, on that 40,000 hours of video? Well, that's for the public to decide. No, the, it's not. It's not for the public to decide. decide. Greg, I, I, I know you want this to be that, but listen, even when we release body cam oh, footage, even— What did you say? When we, when we release body cam footage— Greg, innocent people that are in the background before that footage is released, their faces are blurred because they're not part of the investigation. They are innocent people. What do I care? What do I care what this guy says? He thinks the Bible is more important than the Constitution right. of the United there States. There you go. So you he, you he don't care. care. You just want it your way, Greg. Thanks for checking in and saying no, that publicly. Man. I appreciate it. Oh no, man. Yeah, okay, thanks for twisting my words. Good job. You just said it, not me, man. Thanks for calling. It's 433 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's the point of the show where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 81 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day. 
three of them from here in uh, Pennsylvania. Actually, four, I'm sorry. Actually, it is three in Pennsylvania. I added an additional. Patrolman Michael James Crawshaw, Penn Hills Township Police Department, in 2009, was shot and killed in an ambush while responding to a call on the 200 block of Johnson Road. He had been the first officer to arrive on the scene and parked two houses away to wait for backup. As he waited, he reported to dispatches that he heard gunfire from inside the home, and then he unholstered his weapon moment later. A suspect exited the home and immediately opened fire with an AK-47, fatally striking the patrolman. Next, we have police officer Emil Carl Carr, Brentwood Borough Police Department in 1932. Succumbed to injuries sustained three days earlier when he was involved in a motorcycle accident in Brownsville Road while he was en route to a fire. He was following a fire truck when he lost control. Uh, Deputy Game Protector Darrell A. Solita, Pennsylvania Game Commission in 1931, was shot and killed while investigating an illegal deer kill near Troutville, Pennsylvania at about 10 a.m. And... uh, Deputy Chief Vincent A. DiMartino of the New York City Police Department, a friend of mine. Vincent was my uh, lieutenant when I first uh, got on as a police officer. Died as a result of cancer he developed from following his assignment to the search and recovery efforts at the World Trade Center site following the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Vinny was a a great boss, a great guy, and uh, sorely missed. And his end of watch was 2019 when he succumbed to the cancer that he received. He served 27 years with the NYPD. Um, Mrs. Laugh and Mrs. Smile. It's uh, 441 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Thanks a lot, Rob. This Pentella Data Internet traffic update. Looks like 84 is the worst of our problems where it is all jammed up due to that emergency pothole repair at Mile marker three, Roaring Brook Township area, Lackawanna County. Other than that, you have your normal heavy volumes in downtown Scranton, Wyoming Avenue, Mulberry Street, and Jefferson Ave. And we're seeing a little bit of heavy traffic in the Wilkesbury area on River Street. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, cloudy with light snow showers, low 28. Thursday, mostly cloudy. A uh, few light snow showers, high 38. Friday, partly sunny and warmer, high 50. Saturday, partly sunny and warmer, high 54. Sunday, mostly cloudy with rain likely, warm and breezy, high 58. It's currently 33 degrees and cloudy here at 443 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 446, 33 degrees and cloudy outside. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phone. We have Lorraine from Hazleton with a poem. Lorraine, how are you? I'm good, and how are you? Good, good. So you got a poem for us today? Yes, it's a comical poem. We could use one. Yes, yeah, that's what I thought. I could use it myself. (laughs) So, okay, there's a simple title, no pun intended, Men. Men come in all shapes and sizes. Some are bald and others have hair. But I've come to the conclusion that I really do not care. They say you can't live with them or live without them. 
maybe someday I'll get the chance. But I do know that in the meantime, I'll just have to settle for a little romance. Some like to wine and dine you, while others just sit on the couch. With the luck that I have, I'll probably end up with a grouch. I'm not sure what I'm looking for. I don't even know if I want a groom. The one thing that I know is for certain, I want to be swept off my feet, but not with a broom. Some men know what they have, and others don't know what they'll get. But I do know what they're missing because they haven't met me yet. The end. <laughs> there you go. Yep, I got my grouch in there again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, I, I appreciate your poem again and again, calling out us grouchy guys. <laughs> well, I said that with the luck that I have, I'll end up with a grouch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Well, my wife would agree with you. She she calls me a, grump, you know, I was, a grumpy I man. Was of, I was thinking about that when I started to read it from what you told me the other day about the grouch. That's still Christmas. Oh, well. My grouches get a lot around. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for checking oh, well. in, Lorraine. I appreciate the poem, as always. You're always welcome here. Well, th three strikes and I'm out, or three's a charm? I don't oh, know. No, no, you're always welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great night, Lorraine. Okay. You too, Rob. Thank you. Bye-bye. See, see ya. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phone. We have uh, Joe from Berwick. Joe. Yes, uh, Rob, what's interesting, uh, when I do hear people talk about how outraged they are over the Capitol riots, as it were, I don't hear people in the same vein being concerned over the fact that the FBI won't even answer a straightforward question, did you have operatives in the, in the crowd that day? So, you, you, you know, and, and that's what I, I, you know, I just find rather interesting is that if there's so much outrage that this happened, there ought to be as much outrage over the fact that the FBI possibly had something to do with it, but we don't know because they won't answer. Or bring up the most recent protest there, a riot where they broke into the Capitol building for the pro-Palestine rally and uh, injuring three, three or four police officers that time. You know, that wasn't brought up as well. So it's, it's interesting yeah. how it's picking and chooses. Just like, you know, the hearing yesterday with the higher education, Harvard, Yale, uh, not Harvard, Yale, Harvard, UPenn, and um, MIT, where, you know, they couldn't say that calling for the elimination, the, the extermination of Jews, does it, does it uh, fit their criteria for bullying or harassment? They couldn't answer that question. But I'm sure if it was another, another demographic, I'm sure if people were calling for the extermination of black people, extermination of Asians, extermination of Hispanics, uh, it would be a different story. Yeah, it would. But, hey, Rob, I got a quick question for you. I tried to find you on Facebook last night. Uh, I, I, I wasn't successful. How do I find you? Just Rob O'Donnell on Facebook. My picture's there in front of a microphone. Uh, I, I have a few thousand followers, so I'm not too hard to find, I don't think. So you should okay, be able to, so you should be able to find me. Rob O'Donnell. Just Rob O'Donnell, yes. All right, I'll give it a shot again. All right, Joe. Have a great night. Thanks okay. for checking in. Thank you. Let's see what the...
Texas says, was that, well, that was a bit of a cold response to Lorraine's poem, Rob. I don't think it was, was it? I didn't mean it to be. I agreed with her. I like her poems on grumpy men. Like I said, that's uh, my wife's ingest uh, calling to me. What are you doing, grumpy man? So, uh, no, I actually do. So if it came across like that, I apologize, Lorraine. Hope I didn't. Says Rob, more and more, I believe the greatest problem we have in this country is the media. The mainstream media is on uh, the side of evil. They just refuse to tell us the whole truth. They tell us their curated version of the truth or get the outcome they want. There's definitely a narrative that the media, and that's why, listen, listen I talk from my own experiences. I talk from my values. I talk from, from my point of view. I try to get my media from all sources, and I try to relay it to you the way that I see it, the way I've gotten it from different sources. But I encourage you, and, and you can never say I don't, encourage you to take the stories that I bring to you, research them on your own. You know, get the title of what I talked about, get the topic, you know, put it in your search engine and say, hey, you know, what's out there on this? It interests me. And get your own view, form your own view, become informed about the topic. If, if you were interested enough to do an internet search based off of something you heard me talking about, then it's probably worth you becoming more educated on that topic. So not only could you relay it to people um, in your atmosphere, that just that you know more on the topic. Um, you know, I'm constantly, <laughs> ask my wife, I mean, between my iPhone, my iPad, my laptop, TV, and everything else, you know, I'm pretty much... Uh, all over the place is trying to become informed as I can to the point of too much. So uh, it's probably a detriment to me because uh, it does consume a lot of time. It, it consumes far too much time. Uh, the amount of show prep that I do for this three-hour show is uh, a lot more than I thought it would be. You think... Uh, you know, you just come in here and talk about some things, get a couple of topics. You know, I'm not a show to where I talk about an hour's worth of material and then I kind of repeat it for two other hours. You know, kind of rehash it, which I kind of should do more because uh, I'm actually going to start in the last segment. It's like a four-minute segment, a recap of what I talked about that day because I realize, and I've gotten text messages to that stance to where, you know, if you're listening at the 3 o'clock hour, you're not necessarily listening at the 5 o'clock hour. Although I'd, I'd hope you'd listen to the entire three hours. I get life gets in the way. I get schedules. You're cooking dinner. Kids are coming home. You know, whatever the situation is, you're on the go. You're in the car. You're listening while you're in, on your drive. I get it. So that's why I push the app. That's why I pu push the podcast because you can listen whenever you want to listen. But I, I do a three-hour show. I talk about different things every segment of the show. Um. And that could be good or bad. Like I said, a lot of formats are they talk about a group of topics for an hour or so, and then they kind of redo it because, you know, the people listening in one hour are not necessarily the people lis listening in another hour. So, uh, you know, that's kind of kind of what I bring to you. But I do always encourage you, if you like a topic or something I talk about interests you, caller calls in with something that interests you, research that topic, educate yourself on it. That's the only way we're going to demand more from our media, from our politicians, from everyone around us, from our school districts, from our teachers, from our kids' teachers. Um, listen and learn. 
We have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So listen and learn. Do your research. Do your due diligence. It's uh, 4.55 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 4.58, 33 degrees and cloudy outside. Got uh, some text messages in. Uh, we appreciate your time spent to inform us because we don't have the time. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I try and bring you, I think in three hours, I could pretty much give you what's happening in the world, you know, that day. And that's what I try and do. You know, I try and keep up to date just before I walk in the studio. I'm looking at what's breaking and such like that. One thing I saw today is uh, Pennsylvania sees its biggest drop in a decade for new gas wells. Though production jumped 4% in 2022, most of the growth came from outside the Appalachian region, which we fall into, even though it's responsible for 60% of all production. We have the biggest reserves for gas here in our area than anywhere in the country. Texas has been jumping up uh, on it. Pennsylvania's production growth continued to lag several other top-producing states in 2023's third quarter compared to the prior year. Pennsylvania accounted for only 16.8 of national production in 2023's third quarter. The share peaked in 2021, where we were doing 18.9%, and has declined steady since there. Uh, Through the Appalachian region, region... uh, Produces the most national gas in the nation, about 30%. So we need to use our resources here. It's almost uh, 5 o'clock here on WILK News Radio. Uh, 